All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. Come all 100T fans, come all 100T haters, come all fun-loving people, come all peace-loving people, Ooh. come all uh, favorers of left hand, come all poets and artists, come all to 100 Talk. That's right. <laughs> wow. This poem written by Cole. Improvised <laughs> by Cole. Welcome to Undertalk, everybody. <laughs> if you can't tell, we never know what we're going to say when we start. Um, felt like doing something different tonight, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, two a week is a nice thing to be able to discuss. Always. And Cole. we're planning on doing that. But first, a thank you. You see up at the top of the screen right there? Oh, my finger gets cut off by my cropping. Elgato, powering our stream with the lighting and capture equipment. We're so grateful that they make beautiful products. This green screened out background, that's all of them. Works wonders. We should have gone for the, uh, just the standard, you know, like Teams or Zoom fake green screen effect yeah it's so good it, these days psych gotta get a green screen if so, you're serious about this stuff so quick story about that one time i put um i was i was in like a family zoom or something with somebody who isn't a lebron fan and i set up my green screen background to be a looping video of lebron highlights <laughs> yeah just behind me and then forgot to turn that off and hopped mm. onto a work zoom amazing later love that I was promoted <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> oh, we both know my previous job. No, me. Yeah. All right, guys. And thank you to rip it, by the way, for powering our stream. Always F bomb in the house tonight. Jordan, don't look now, but that does say one twenty five on top of the can, not one dollar. Not inflation. You say ninety nine cents inflation what? hitting everybody hard. That's a twenty five percent price increase, Cole. That's out of control. Times are hard. Woo. Times are hard. Goodness. All right. <laughs> oh, gosh. We don't, we're not stream, re we're not Twitch chat readers in here, but uh, I was making jokes about Oh My Josh 8 being a different person than Oh My Josh 5, and now I see that he has switched his name. So, oh my gosh. All right. Focus. Thank yes. you, Flycheck, for rating. Focus. Cody, Cody over on YouTube. Move to Twitch chat, man. That's where the party's at. Here's a link for you. All right. Let's talk about what happened this weekend. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, let's start, start with the Immortals game. So, quick, quick side note, Jordan. Uh, actually, you know this for you were there in all of your MS Paint NFT glory. Mm -hmm. I did a VOD squad. Oh, yeah. About the EG game. Um, the Immortals game was like what I thought the evil geniuses game was going to be once we got like 25 minutes into it. Yeah. The Immortals game 
was a very interesting game for us. I think it's going way under the radar because Immortals is not a very good team. But, oh, shout out Cody is now in Twitch chat. Awesome. <laughs> uh, the Immort- <laughs> What a dude. Um, the Immortals game, I, I thought like we showed that we are rounding into form against Immortals. Mm-hmm. And again, it'll never be really validated because of the competition level. But I'm telling you, there were some very, very good signs during this game. Yes. Um, first and foremost being the top lane situation that brewed. <laughs> so if you, if, you, if you can cast your mind back to that time, um, someday started out the game getting completely zoned off minions. Mm. I think he missed like the first entire two waves. Um, and they like sent a level two gank, maybe or level three gank, something somewhere around there. Abba had to TP and to defend, mm-hmm. right? And it was not good. Now they answered with the first blood. Okay. So it was like, all right, cool. We overcame that obstacle, but it didn't really translate into much. And then someday made a mistake to where they sent three up top, yeah. um, to dive him. And the caster speculated that maybe he thought he was going to get ult, like mm-hmm. going to get level six from yeah. being close to minions when he went back and would have been able to survive it. But alas, that did not happen. Yeah. And he got killed and he got killed at a bad time. All right. And so much of the discussion on the, the caster just was like, this is so bad. This is like <laughs> disastrous for top lane. Like that one thing basically cost the whole lane. The season right? is over, Cole. It's done. <laughs> They've ruined it. So then we saw the response, right? One thought. Um, he may have hit six. He may have had time to hit six because I think he walked back up and then a third dude jumped out. Like he had vision on two and then a third dude jumped out of the bush. You're, the whole calculus changes, you know, when you've got yeah. three guys there who can kill you with a quickness rather than two. Um, and we've seen someday in plenty of 1v2s that he wins. So I know where he was coming from. He was thinking, easy, <laughs> easy dub. I got this. Let's go. Let's do a little yeah. 2v1 tango with the turret. Yeah, uh, this is how I make my paycheck yeah. in the LCS, <laughs> yeah. basically. But they, they, they sent a third. And, yeah. you know, it worked. Yeah, it worked. And, and what, so the response is the thing that I want to focus on. Because, again, the story was, man, this lane is done. Mm. This is disastrous. This is the worst. And we saw... Closer kind of like show himself in vision to give someday some room to lane a bit. Yeah. He caught back up a little bit. Closer took first Herald um, with Abadaga rotating up in case anything went south. FBI and who he moved up to mid lane to cover that lane. And then um, someday like took like some, some pretty deep trades with revenge up top while evening up the the farm in lane, right? It was crazy. It was like the team just did not stress about what was happening up top. But instead of like, all right, lane is lost. Let's focus elsewhere. They actually got someday back into it mm-hmm. with all these moves, right? Yep. Um, and it, so it's like part team coordination, part macro, part closer being smart and helping someday. In part, someday individual skill level, right? Like you saw him like dodging those shock busts against revenge. Oh, like they're close. 
were, climbed right back into the lane. Yeah. So we went from like, oh, this, this is so chalked into like even maybe slight lead for us in the lane. Mm-hmm. Within the space of, I don't know, what was that? Like five or six minutes? It wasn't long. All during one, one lane phase where, you know, that all that happened from level five onward. So I thought that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I know it's immortals, but having a plan and executing it and not, not letting the lane get out of control. That's something that I'm not confident we would have been able to do two or three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. That's so, a good point. That's a good point. Cause that's every, yeah. every time I made a prediction, I've talked about how, I don't know if we're at the point where we're reliably able to defeat the teams we should. And these are the kinds of things that help you to do that, right? Where even if you get yeah. caught by some cheese, or even if it's not cheese, it's just some strategic, you know, moves that they make early on. Or a mistake still, that you make. Or a mistake you make, you know, whatever sets you back, are you able to play your way back in? And it's easy at the end of the game to say, oh, you know, immortals, we, we beat them in the way that we expected to. Um, but it was a pretty hard earned, you know, at 25 minutes, the casters were talking about how they were surprised the game hadn't ended yet because it looked so dominant and it didn't look dominant at six minutes, right? Yeah, it was, it was all capped off too, like in the great way. Cause that who he roam up top to get into brush yeah, and then hook out on that revenge. Was it was just so it was like, okay, cool. Now you are behind 1500 gold. And what you thought was a strength is actually a weakness, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I want to see out of this team. man. that's what I want to see recovery and patience and, and composure. And we got it. And I, I just, I did not want that to go unsaid right now. Another thing that I thought might indicate some controlled play, some disciplined play, some playing with like a strategy in place was um one of the plays we made around uh dragon so they were taking drag and we went in 2v4 to contest Mm. this was maybe i'm wondering if i have like a time stamp on here i thought this was maybe around 18 minutes or so um maybe a little bit before that and it was like it's like an interesting game situation because Obviously, if we Drake stack through that, like towards Ocean Soul, like we're in really good position, right? We're leading yep. everywhere. We're, we're threatening Ocean Soul. Uh, but going in 2v4, it's like, all right, very likely to not get the drag, very likely to give over kills. Yeah. Right? And, you know, Closer stole the Drake and gave two kills away. <laughs> But here's the thing. It's like when you talk about like the calculus of these risks, mm-hmm. think about it in the context of what is becoming a thorn in our side, objective bounties. Mm. Okay. We may be in a position with the game where you can take plays like that and give over deaths because it may actually be more advantageous to you to not have such a good lead. That's a at the time. crazy thought. Yeah. Right. It's like, all right, maybe a 2v4 contest like an all-in steal attempt is actually like the higher percentage play in the long run. Yeah. That would be a really strange, inadvertent outcome of objective bounties. And I think, 
I'm sure Riot would claim it's totally what we had in mind. Encouraging more lower percentage plays so you're not always just playing the safe play. Um, now, whether or not that's intentional on Riot's part or the player's part, I think you're right. You know, giving them gold, a, a couple hundred gold here and there, a few hundred gold, is actually a good idea in a weird yeah. way, which is, is stupid and I hate it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, and, and like, I get the sense, because, like, look, it's a 2v4. It's really not like that likely to succeed. I get the sense that they knew this. All right. This may be just me, hindsight's 2020, whatever, you know, but it's just like, uh, I wonder if they knew, like, we can take this risk because if it doesn't pan out, it actually still may help us yeah. <laughs> in the full context of the game. I do not like that that's where we're at. Okay. And trust me, more discussion on objective bounties coming for like the fourth week in a row. <laughs> but, but, uh, it, it may be possible, man. Yeah. I, I get the feeling it's one of those things. I'd be very surprised if players said it. But you do wonder if it starts to work its way into practice or strategy. You know, it's, it would be as simple as coaches saying, hey, if you've got a, you know, if we're up comfortably, we've got a nice lead. Take a chance. If you're not going to, you know, like what's OK. Best case scenario, you get the objective and you get out. No kill, no deaths. Worst case scenario, you get nothing. And then I feel like you can look forward a little bit, right? So long as you're not as your worst case scenario is not you give dragon and baron right yeah so you could very easily do that just check your timers and see what the the map yeah state i was is. gonna say i'm i'm fairly sure this is 17 18 yeah. minutes so there's like zero risk of that right right and if shelly's not up too then really what are you what are you risking right um because if catch-up mode activates then suddenly they're gonna get you know a thousand gold every time they kill a minion that's what it feels like <laughs> it's crazy yeah so um another another interesting thing from this game is that uh we fought for soul at 22 minutes <clears throat> um someday found the flank we had this big fight uh let's see what do we what do we what did we get out of that i think we got two kills I think we got a Drake, two kills, and a Baron. Mm, yeah. Off of this soul fight, basically. And guess what? FBI, in that battle there, that back and forth, furious battle that we actually kind of stopped, did zero damage. <laughs> I saw that. Zero. You saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, huh, like we're so strong that we don't even need our AD carry to do any AD. Yeah. We, we had a uh, Victor? Doing some serious damage on the map. Mm-hmm. Yep. That dude pumps out the damage. Casual 7, 1, and 3 from Amadaga. Gosh. You guys still want to replace him? Yeah. Probably do. The team uh, that we played on Sunday <laughs> was hoping that we would. They ended up having to ban the Victor away. So. Yeah. He's looked good on Victor He's for the most part. He's very good on yep. Victor. Yeah, I think that, yep. that's a... Uh, I don't know what it is. Because um, it's kind of a sneaky. You know, like, he, he did some things that were very noticeably dominant I mean, a lot of it is just like he just pumps out damage in these team fights i think this is really good team fight positioning on victor um you know he hits the the double laser at, on, in good spots he was yeah. using the um 
the gravity field really well. So I think there's even one spot where he like the the one death he had. I'm pretty sure it was freak. Yeah, whoever was casting called this out. They're like, yeah, you killed him, but he got his full combo off. So yeah, and he's dead, and the the ult <laughs> yeah. is still still you know, chasing doing you, doing damage. Yeah, right. doing damage. The so, Karthus effect. So. I think he looks. I'm going to be really excited when we see the victor locked in. Uh, I'm assuming they'll nerf him to oblivion shortly. Uh, but yeah, you know, that'd just be cool. in time for playoffs. Exactly. Get get our uh, our our strongest look champion right back onto the bench right before playoffs. We can hope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he looked good. And I think to your point, right? When you have that much damage being dealt, I think in that fight he may have dealt like 7k damage. The the one where. T- uh, that's, that's a lot man i'm not sure mm, but it's happened it was a lot yes um yeah maybe it was, maybe it was 4k or something anyway it was thousands and um but it but we still won that fight because he was like, you don't need two people dealing you know a couple thousand damage each if one person you just take it all over <laughs> right easy yeah so beastly fighting by him um and and just like again we recovered a a poor lane state and like bounced back and thoroughly dominated. We got like everything off of that fight. So I couldn't have been prouder with the immortals game. Um, We didn't allow a turret to them. Really? Not one. So objective bounties didn't end up (laughs) mattering for them. Right. If we would have allowed a single outer turret to go down, they probably would have gotten like 6,000 gold. So right back in the game. Good, good thing we did not. Anyway, so again, um, just the whole point of this is we actually we we played pretty well mm-hmm. as immortals, and that was cool. Um, so we took that confidence into the evil geniuses matchup. Evil geniuses. And again, as I mentioned, I did a vod squad for this, and I was like, I was so happy. We were just thoroughly winning and cleanly taking over the game. And, uh, in fact, I think like in retrospect, I feel like we only made two or three mistakes, like the whole game. It felt like so, so not so early on, very early on two or three minutes into the game, um, closer ganked mid and we got Jojo's flash out. We didn't come back to punish that. Mm. That was, I thought was a mistake. Classify that as a mistake. It's like, yeah, we, we invested that in the mid. We didn't make him pay. We could have could have been a big deal, especially because since JoJo's so good at laning, Jordan. He's just so good at laning. He's just so good. I don't get it. Anyway, um, no, no hate to him personally, by the way. My hate is directed at the, those who sing his praise. Um, and we actually gave them a kill. So the second mistake was Abadaga, like, yeah. I swear you could see the Jarvan. It's Abadaga sense. I'm telling you. He knew there was a chance there's a guy. We talked about I'll I'll just re- <laughs> replay from last time we talked about this. He knew there's a chance there's a guy in the bush. He walks up knowing there's a chance there's a Jarvan in the bush. The Jarvan EQ's out. There was a Jarvan in the bush confirmed. He didn't even get to put his ward down. You know, he was going over to ward it. He knew there's a yeah. chance. They had to have vision. I, you know, when I did Vosco, I actually rewind, rewound and I could see that, yeah, at some point, like five to 10 seconds before, they definitely like had vision on him. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was just, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Like, okay, he's playing. Now, 
I will say Nautilus disappeared from lane, right? So maybe he's thinking like, oh, okay, they're roaming up from bot. I got to hover top, but he's playing his he odds. Just see someone up top. Too. Look, he saw someone up top. There are two possibilities. He has continued on to clear the rest of his jungle or he is in this bush waiting. There are two chances and he took the, the, the riskier chance. The alternative is he doesn't ward that bush and then he doesn't know if he can safely hover top. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, well, it's like, it's uncanny. I really think it is. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, this is not meant as flame. It's now at the point where I'm just like, I feel like every time this dude takes one of these coin flip check, they're always waiting for him. And it's, it's <laughs> not kind. You know, I feel like they probably know that he has a history of failing these checks. And, He's a habitual lion stepper. And they're, yeah, so they're just like, you know, I could go clear jungle, but I think I'll, I think I'll hang out for another three or four <laughs> seconds. Like, oh, there he comes. It's bogus. Just like clockwork. It's bogus. Um, but here's the deal. It didn't matter, right? We bounced back again. Mm-hmm. It was a small mistake in the long run. Um, it looked bad, but it didn't end up meaning much. I mean, we still got a very quick, big lead against these guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure like what happened to go wrong on this where things start <laughs> unraveling. I know like, you know, we we were so strong. We were just destroying everywhere. We got too big of a lead too fast and we activated objective bounties, which was our greatest and gravest error. No, no, never. You should not do that. Don't do you? beat your opponents until the end of the game. Yeah. It's not so safe. so the fateful fight uh, around dragon, which was this, this was for an elder, wasn't it? It was like already, we already had the cloud soul. Yeah, I think so. And I think we we're fighting for elder and lo and behold, um, was it Abba that was kind of like trying to get a flank position behind the pit? Yeah. Throw out some gold cards, <laughs> surprise <laughs> some people with some wild cards. And he just like, couldn't, like he just was out of reach. He just no damage, no utility available until he walks around like the slow way. Right. And they capitalized on that and they took a fight. The fight was weird from us. They destroyed us in the fight. Yeah. When we took that fight, we were 7,000 gold up. It's a comfortable right? lead. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Um, at the time the dragon went down. I went back and I watched the little yeah. gold thing. Oh, I did too. It, w- it, w- it, was, it was like 1,900 gold. I, I went back and watched like it because I thought boom, for sure. It was like 1,850, 1,900 gold. Yeah. I thought for sure I'd had like a stroke. You know, like <laughs> this is not You time warped forward. You chrono broke forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 1,900 gold. They get the shutdowns also off the kills that narrowed that lead. Mm-hmm. Uh. They went up to Baron and got 2,100 from killing the Baron. It's fine. Then they turned around and started pushing with Baron, getting turrets. I talked to Darkuth about this earlier today. Mm. And Darkuth was talking, like, basically saying, like, when you win so hard that your, your opponent doesn't have outer turrets out, having objective bounties is, like, the worst thing ever because it's 
at that point in the game, it's virtually impossible to, to protect your outer turrets, right? Yeah. If you go to a Baron or to a dragon, like you're automatically giving up that turret, right? If you make a mistake, you're automatically giving up those turrets. Those turrets go down quick and they come with big gold prizes, right? <laughs> so they start, just start slamming down mid lane, <laughs> objective bounty, objective bounty. And like during the push, they actually, so they, they, they get a turret down, like our T3 mid goes down. And they go up like a hundred gold off of that. Yeah. So they've erased seven thousand gold in like a matter of sixty seconds. <laughs> and they still have objective bounties on the towers. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because they probably they, Cole, still need a little help getting back <laughs> in this game. I don't know. I'm and, no expert. And thank goodness that we didn't end up giving up the Nexus turrets at that point. Because, you know what I mean? It's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, do you, do you here's think, so much gold. Do you think you could get an objective bounty on the Nexus? I just, I, that's the question I have. <laughs> does, I wouldn't be surprised, you know? What it does is it, it knocks your, the loser's KDA down by like four. You start your just next by. game with a thousand extra gold, you know? <laughs> it's fair. You had a hard game, Cole. You were down almost 7K gold your previous game. You a little boost. So my question is, what are we doing here? Yeah. Look, why is this allowed to happen? Look, I will gladly, as I've said before, gladly forfeit our Golden Guardians win mm -hmm. in the name of getting rid of objective bounds. Oh, I know it happily. benefited us very big once, mm -hmm. but it is just an abomination. It like, is. It, you should not be punished for stomping that hard. Imagine this in any other sport. Imagine if in basketball, if you went down 20 points... For the rest of... All right, of, guys, all your threes are now worth five. Yeah, and then you're up five, and you hit another one, and they're like, five more points for the good guys. Like, <laughs> sorry, what? <laughs> Could we just turn it off? Cut it, cut it. Like, it's not needed. Uh, the fact that they didn't program into this a, a deactivation switch. I mean, what is the stated purpose of Objective End? Is it not to help a team get back into the game? When you're at even gold, are you not by definition back into the game because if not then here's another here's another point to raise because you're right right are you it's like that's like definitionally what's going yes. on yes and you know let's let's think about this for a second objective bounties uh, let's uh let's let's create a way for teams who are behind to feel like they're in it so when they do something good they get a little bit of a reward yeah like, uh, sir, we have we have shutdown bounties that mm. are pretty. I mean, seven hundred gold if you if you kill someone who's doing well. It's is a that lot. not enough? It's a lot. Yeah, it's like look, we already have this. Yeah, we literally already have this. The coal, if they're really strong, it's hard to kill them. You know what's not hard to kill? A T one outer turret. Now we're talking. Uh, now we're talking. Especially ones that haven't been CSing well, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. They look. I, I have never said that there is something that is just so stupid that it has to be removed from the game. This is it. This is the thing. I watched League for four. This is our fifth season watching League. Seen some changes. Don't love all of them. But, you know, that's going to happen. You're not going to love them all. You're not going to love all the champs they introduce. Some of the champs you'll think, eh, it's not my, not my style, not my favorite. This is just really bad. It's just really bad for gameplay. The only thing I can think of is that they're, this is a purely not pro-focused thing. Yeah. 
and 100%. and they they have too many people who are having horrible experiences in in solo queue or whatever you know, you know wherever people are playing and they're and they're this is just fan service okay bad but is it not also a bad experience in solo queue when the same thing happens to you because this, this is the same thing is happening dark is talking about this in chat right now says it feels so bad in solo queue you have a real good lead and then some random person decides to ego dive the other team gets a pick then wins a dragon 4v5 and you just know the game is now over you just know it's over the entire game is done after 20 minutes of solid work because of one mistake <laughs> so it's like yeah do we even need it there i don't think so right it's it's it it i cannot even trying to be charitable i cannot think of the redeeming quality i'm i'm pretty sure it's not there and i fully agree with you happily happily give back anything that we have earned because of this if it means we just get to delete this from the game i really think there's a bit of ego here too where i mentioned this uh previously there's really not that much that they've changed that's stayed. Like, you know, they, they need to have their like splashy <laughs> game evolving thing. And if it's Hextech Dragon and an Unleashed Teleport, it's like season 11, you know, timers have been adjusted. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think there's a, a bit of that where it's like, oh, we have to have some, we have to keep pushing the game forward. We can't reverse everything. I mean, look, I think they could do, they could do a lot better. This feels bad and lazy, which is not a good combo. They should do this. As soon as you get within, let's say, 3,000 gold, boom, it's off. Right? Make it so that you have at least some ability to maintain a lead that you've worked for. Because that feels worse, right? What feels worse than losing a game badly? Losing a game badly that you were winning for the majority. Badly. Yeah, you were winning badly, (laughs) just as badly. So yeah, uh, I, they got to get it figured out because if this keeps happening, it's gonna be really frustrating when you get to playoffs because it's gonna be it's gonna be like the asterisk, right? Like, well, enjoy your objective bounty title, you know? Right. Yeah, this is stupid, and I bet you know that's a good point. I bet you we are gonna see this in playoffs at some point, mm-hmm. and and that is gonna cause a riot. I'm not saying like for a hundred T, just for any team. Yeah. Who loses like a playoff series based on objective bounties? It's gonna be one. Yeah. Fast forward. If we're getting rolled every game, and we use and we take advantage of objective bounties to come back and win every game, we would feel badly. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah. Honestly. So I don't want it. I want it to be out. I'd rather lose badly than win cheaply. Okay, well, we look, we have litigated objective bounties to death on the pod this split. So hopefully this is the last time we need to talk about it until we, you know, win or lose a playoff series based on it. But crazy. Let's turn our minds instead to more important questions such as Jordan. Yes. Has closer ever volley bear ulted forward? <laughs> I saw him his I saw a volley bear ult that was uh, <laughs> offsetting a Nautilus hook. He buffered the Nautilus. That's pretty cool. Backward. Oh, it was backward. It was nice to your point. It was, it was backwards. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Always disengage. It is weird, isn't it? I thought I thought his his volibear was probably the most anemic looking. He's am I and I am I wrong in this? Am I just misremembering this because he didn't have like any key plays? It it felt to me like he was always running around a fight, dying somewhat slowly, somewhere between slowly to medium speed. And uh, not a lot else, which 
I honestly don't put on him. I think the champion is just, it's not really one that I'm super, like, for me, it feels like you're going to jump on a turret, turn it off, and then get some kills. Great. You know? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to, I guess, if, and you snowball in a big enough lead that you can, like, body slam your way into a team and then just start <laughs> smashing heads? I don't know. I don't know. So, so I, I don't mean, I don't mean to be rude to our chat but it's like chad does not chad's like answering this question very seriously like pulling out the examples of when he ulted forward i did, I did not mean for that to Love be an intentional question i'm more more in line with dark who says one time he volley ulted backwards and accidentally did damage to the gnar by definition cole it was forwards toward the gnar oh yeah <laughs> um okay did you like but the ball bear there, pick like how do you feel about it no I don't like okay. it. I, it doesn't feel like it does anything for us. Yeah, I agree. We Someone need him on than, All it does is bail closer out, I guess, because he's always holding back. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like nine or ten for game. Just, oh, <laughs> like, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, which, you know, whatever. Whatever works, works. But uh, I, I like other picks yeah, for him okay. better. What was banned out in that game? Maybe maybe he didn't have access to other things. So we banned Hecarim. Thank you. By the way, shout out to the staff for continuing to watch the pod for banned <laughs> suggestions because we got a lot of Hecarim banning. We got Tom Kench banning or playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Graves banning. I'm just a happy camper. Or playing. Um, but we banned out Hecarim. What? Graves playing. Yeah, or Graves playing. That's right. Um, they banned out Lee Sin... No, they, I mean, he could have played Diego, you know, anyway, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not going to dwell on that too much, but yeah, I, uh, not really a fan, not really a fan. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't impress me. Other things though, to pay attention to someday Otto stole a dragon. Dude, it was a soul dragon. <laughs> I don't know. When I watch uh, it, I'm not quite sure what happened because Inspired was just like, yeah. I, I don't know what he was doing. He just was like out of range. He, he just left. And bro. He was, he, someday he was just like, oh, oh, well, I've got flash and a right click. Yeah. I think he hit it with an ult first. Does the ult do? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, yeah, I think he pumped in a shot and then flash autoed to take it down. Um, stole soul. Just casual auto steal of soul. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Danny was right there in the pit. As oh yeah. Well. Danny's Danny had the kill shot on it. It was honestly like 0.1 second. It was, it was in the air. I, I'm pretty sure that power of evil's auto attack was also in the air. <laughs> the little Oriana, like the really slow yeah, one. Yeah. The little, uh, glaive or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a w- <laughs> There were three someday plays from this game that were just mind-boggling, and that was one of them for sure. Like, okay, let me. Can I play along? His can game I guess sense. What your next his one game is? sense is unbelievable. Just, he looked at that play. He's like, I am Graves. He saw Jarvin being spirited away elsewhere. Like he just left the game. You know, he was. <laughs> I swear, it's very old. He was inspired. He's inspired to <laughs> to just full on send it down river. And, uh, and so he's like, oh yeah, this is my dragon now. I'm on it. Got this. Don't worry. I'll be a play along. Take your, your guess at the next one. There are three in my mind. Oh yeah. Uh, so the second one would be, doesn't have to be the, sequential. Um, it can be any order. 
Okay, so when he uh, gets his recall interrupted <laughs> yes. over wall, <laughs> and he just flash and elder executes. I think it was a teleport. I think he got ulted out of his TP, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, he was going back to try to save yeah, yeah. Faith. Uh, was it TP? Uh, I think it was in, channeling. Either way. Yeah. So he had to, he had he, to spend he the ult. He just flashed the wall and said, oh. <laughs> You know, that, I don't know. <laughs> it was instant. It was like, he got his, it's like he knew. He's like, if he interrupts me, I'm going to flash him to blow him away. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. Ooh, it was decisive. And uh, it would have been a lot less cool if we ended up losing the game to Danny, who was playing. There's a spider. You see this tiny spider right here? Who is, no. Oh, I can see it on my uh, little, anyhow. Um, yeah, if we, if we lost the game, it would have looked less. Oh, I can see yeah, it when right. I look at you in the window. But you're, it's keyed out with a green screen. Oh, he's green enough. And kind of cropped yeah. out. Um, okay, so that's that's two, and then you know the third one. Uh, the third one was at the end where he flashes over Danny's Zeri skill shot. Mm. No, yeah, yeah, I was shaking. Oh, okay, my head, so yeah, you so were shaking good. your head, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he flashed right over it and just blew him to pieces. I told you it looked like it looked like a Call of Duty highlight. Him playing the graves, like flashing forward with a shotgun. Wow, what if you got range. first person view of this? Somebody needs to First make a person view of the graves. They have to be able to do that, <laughs> yeah. right? Because they've got the like infinite camera angles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just put it inside of his brain. Yeah. Or like a, a tight, like Gears of War style third mm. you know, chase cam. Third person. Yep. If I were re- really Man, talented. this the sprinting animation in Gears of War is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that was the coolest thing when the first one came out. Just styling. Styling. Someday. Yeah. yeah. Good to see him on the graves popping off. As I mentioned, like previous someday graves games weren't always that impressive Mm -hmm. so to see him doing this was a a really good sign not to mention just the constant nexus pressure like he was always almost winning the game for us he was very dedicated to the split push this is one of the only games i can think of and i'm sure this is not the only one and chat may remember it this game was crazy uh we probably didn't make that clear enough oh yes um so this is one of the only games I can think of that where they did the uh, base race cam and then the game continued mm-hmm. on for another like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. usually that's a pretty good indicator the game is ending. Uh, but that's just the kind of pressure that somebody was putting on it. Like the observers like, oh, snap, someday it could be doing this, guys. We should uh, please get the overlay ready. You know? Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> he might be winning the game. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but this despite the someday plays, it they probably weren't the craziest plays of the game because we had uh, Abadagas <laughs> ult in to Spellbooks might steal of Elder Dragon. Did he ult into the pit before doing that? Yeah, he ulted oh, into the pit geez. with Spellbook Smite. <laughs> and stole, stole Elder. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, and if, if you watch it, he actually gets an elder execute play while he's in Zonia's. I guess I don't know if he like had a slow auto off in the air or something, but there's like a notable delay between when he hits Zonia's and then somebody gets executed by his like little card. And so it looks so it it's like I guess it's the League of Legends equivalent of like cool guys don't look at explosions, <laughs> right? When you Zonia's and then like half second later you get a kill. Uh yeah. It's it's just like the most stylish thing ever after he just single-handedly preserved the game for us yeah meanwhile was that th- was that the same time where danny was ripping through the base or was, uh, was that right so. after that 
Because we also need to talk about. I that. think it was after. I think I. Th- you're right. You're right. I think after that fight, I think Danny goes up, realizing that the elders lost. I think then goes to the base. I'd have to watch it again, but I think it was around that time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. I didn't have good notes because I was watching it on stream. But yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he pulled off during the fight and started doing that. <clears throat> and yeah, that was incredible timing on the inhibitor respawn yeah I think, I think we'll go ahead and say that you know <laughs> now someday was spawning so yeah. or um yeah was he respawning or was he recalling, he was recalling. i can't remember but he, he, he got the he flash auto kill yeah that's right because he came out of the hit the well still he didn't have full health yeah, yeah. i think uh um, i think we but he would have won the fight yeah i think we would have lost nexus the last nexus turret i don't think we would have lost the game yeah me too yeah i think he danny would have gotten turret and then got destroyed by someday mm-hmm but uh although Zeri is as, really as, slippery, so it's possible that he could have yeah. been kind of like I mean Graves has a dash and long range yeah. ult and stuff. And a know. flash auto, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> although I just used it, so never mind. Which which uh <laughs> Danny learned all too well. Um so I yeah, for for whatever I I mean, I just feel like we still probably would have held there, but mm-hmm. as was said in chat, brother inhib spawned at the exact yes. right time. Yeah. And uh and did us a major solid and we were able to seize control of the game back once objective bounties were no longer a thing, you know, once they were no longer getting bonus 800 gold for every decision they made, <laughs> uh, which felt nice. It did nice to not have to worry about that again. Here, Cole, let me give you the, the devil's advocate take on this. This game is not Uh-oh. a banger. If objective bounties don't exist. Good point. What if we've just proven them? Right. I don't care because I would rather not have this be a banger. I'd rather have a, a win that's not, you know, yeah, ripped away from us. Down to an absolute uh, crazy sequence of heroic plays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it just, it did feel a little bit like just Danny's going to do it to us again. You know? Oh, this he is, almost This did. game ended at 4830. Yeah. This was. Death timers were over a minute. This was. By the way, yeah, it's fight. it's where you make a mistake and the game's over, right? You, so you lose a fight at that point, and even if all of your turrets are standing and the waves are fully pushed in, like you still you still get it marched down mid. Maybe not then, but yeah, it's close. So and Danny f- finished seven two and one on the Zeri with a cool five hundred and fifty nine CS. Wow! <laughs> but the rest of the team, including JoJo, too heavy to carry. Mm. So. Thank goodness for that, because uh, that was uh, a little, it was a little bit of a close shave, Jordan, if we're being honest, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, fun game to watch. But It would be fun less fun if we hadn't won, for sure. Uh, and you can go back on our Twitch VODs and see my reaction to watching that game and the look of horror on my face when we started throwing. I don't even know if you can yeah. consider it a throw, if it's objective bounties. I mean... I'll say this. The we were we were genuinely losing the fights. You know, when we committed someday to their base, they had a much better time with the team fights with the four remaining players. Like their four v four really outclassed us. Um, much, you know, just more effective. And that had nothing to do with objective bounties. So I don't think I can I can't blame that on it. I think it was just them playing the situation well. Right, like they had, they got some really clutch Nautilus hooks. Um, they had a much easier time engaging 
in those dances. So, you know, I think the comp was in their favor in that situation. I think they played it as they needed to. It was just unfortunate that it ended up giving them such an insane snowball, you know, rolling down the hill that didn't stop until they were ahead of goal. They got the stimulus check. Yes, seriously. Which is what I'm now calling objective bounties. There you go. Uh, <laughs> just in general, so so moving on from that game, just in general, like I thought what we saw in the 100 Thieves of this weekend was that we are playing with a <clears throat> heightened sense of patience and discipline now. It's like, it's like Reaper, Guru Reaper just told everybody to calm down. Yep. Like, you're fine. Don't rush it. We're going to win. So just relax, play it slow, play it intentional. Um, the thing that I'm seeing this the most is that we are, we are not over committing to stuff anymore. Like almost at all. Really? It's like the, the classic hundred thieves thing to do, right. Is to, is to chase low health bars on, on tanky top laners. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in th- that happened to us in this game, but instead of running after impact, we, we just broke off and, and looped around. We started chasing him. Then we're like, well, we do have a dragon fight to win here. <laughs> and we pulled off and, and got the job done. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we're starting to realize when we need to break off and retreat, and it's not worth it. I saw a lot of, you know, not, just, not just backwards volleyball ults, but a lot of disengages and retreats at times when I was expecting us to fight and try and get more kills down. Mm-hmm. And it's minimizing the amount of mistakes that we're making. And, you know, like, it's like against, like, C9 or against whoever Licorice is playing for at the time. It's like we always do stuff like this. Yeah. And, and now we've seemed to be weeding that out of our, like, play style, right? Yeah. No, we're, we're no longer overchasing. We're no longer overcommitting. We're retreating when it makes sense to retreat we're getting objectives without giving over kills in in more instances right like we i think there were like two or three times where we actually like had a potential 4v4 or 5v5 fight around the objective we took the objective and we just pieced out yeah right yeah so uh i'm very very pleased to see this happening and it feels like our play style the split that we're starting to find is just go slow Yep. Especially because you know, Jinx Ophelios, Jinx Ophelios. <laughs> like we go, we gotta scale them up. <laughs> yes, gotta scale them up. Though, uh, and side note on that, we finally saw the Zeri this week, and it looked pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. The Zeri looked pretty good. It wasn't like world changing, but it was pretty good. Um, I think nerfs came through. Sorry, am I wrong? I think that's the reason Zeri? you're starting to be able to play her in the LCS. It's not mm. just permaban. I could be wrong. But I believe, I mean, this yeah. is a new patch, I know. Yeah. But yeah. Yep. Fake Cloud confirms, got nerfed. Well, at least we know he has it. Yeah. He can play it. Because before, I was like seriously wondering if we could. Yeah. Um, the TK. We didn't talk at all about the TK. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I was just going to say, I'll join you. Here's what I, I'd hoped that we would see. I feel like in the past, we've seen who he played TK. It's been like, uh, you know, it's felt very hit or miss. And when I say hit or miss, I mean, we do a lot of like attempted engages and then he just walks slowly around dying. You know, I think he did a a much better job of target isolation, finding people, you know, using the, both the slow 
and the W, whatever that's called, a semi-abyssal voyage. I don't know. And then um, he had a couple <laughs> of good stroll. Yeah, he had a couple of good chomps too. So I thought, like, I thought it was good for sure. Um, I think he played it well. I think it served us well. Um, I, I don't yeah. know if it's it's like our my new favorite, right? But no, it's definitely good to have. not. But I said I actually said this on VOD Squad, so I was I was interested that you brought it up because what I'm used to seeing, as as you mentioned, I'm I'm used to seeing him. Try and find an engage, and then he dies quickly, and he, he mm-hmm. never seems tanky enough. Yeah. The silver health doesn't seem to do anything for us. It was different this time. I don't know if it's, I said on stream, I don't know if it's build or decision making or whatever, but yeah. who he, yeah, definitely looked better I think, on, on it this time around. It, it, yeah. He made it work. Um, he wasn't giving over easy deaths. Yeah. Um, he actually kept them insanely busy during that crucial fight, that yeah. crucial team fight. Um, stayed alive, had a really good flash um, during that yeah. fight. Had them basically overcommit to to killing him, yeah, and buying us enough time to you know come out, yeah, uh, on top of the fight. So I I thought he was very important actually to the to game. To me, I'd say that the primary difference is you know when we play somebody like a Nautilus, like he's the go button, right? I think mm-hmm. he needs to be less of the go button when he's on TK just by nature of the kit. Um, sure, because if you hit go on TK and you don't get it like there is no you know like even if you're nautilus and you miss a hook you still have your ult to potentially apply cc to everybody on the enemy team right so i i think it was a good uh adaptation for what his usual play style is and you know i think it was a good game as a result yeah um so yeah i w- thank you for bringing that up I, yeah. th- I thought it was much better i'm still not like gonna be excited to see it picked um but maybe you know a couple other games under his belt where it looks this good and I'll, and I'll start taking it you know yeah he kept a couple of people live at key points too so it's yeah. nice to have the versatility okay. kit. all right so before we move on to listener takes and predictions i did want to take a brief moment to again revisit a topic that we've hit uh, a few times but just talking about this someday mvp candidacy topic okay now i like i really like jlxp okay and I was listening to it on, while I was walking a dog this morning. Yeah. And I was, I was, uh, I was hearing them talk about MVP and I get that people are like, it's summits to lose and maybe he will lose it, you know, but it's, it, right now it's summits to lose or maybe blabber or something like that. Like, I understand that. What was unusual for me though, is those guys, when they're talking about dark horse candidates or candidates from other teams, right. That, you know, may not be team liquid or C9. They brought up Closer as the representative for 100 Thieves. And that was weird to me because I feel like, as fans, we are pretty much in overwhelming agreement that Someday has been our MVP of the split. Mm-hmm. And it's, Raz briefly mentioned Someday in passing. He was like, I don't even know what he said, but, but basically he was saying like, yeah, and, and Someday has been good too, but not as consistent as Closer. Mm-hmm. I don't have that opinion. I feel like someday has been both more consistent and the focal point of the team. Yeah. You know, win or lose. And and I think that that is like, that's kind of the, the main part of being valuable for us. Right. Right. So and before we get into this, I I'm not here to say that I think someday should be the, the MVP of the split right now. Maybe he'll get there, but I, I feel like, if you're talking about who from our team deserves it, it should be him rather than closer. Yeah. 
Do you are you in agreement with me? And let me say, I ran a Twitter poll, and we had like eighty five percent of people agree that it should be someday rather than closer. Yeah, I think it's it's a. I'm not going to get ahead of the conversation here, but it is it's kind of a strange thought exercise because if you were to ask oh, me, eighty nine percent by the way, hmm. three hundred forty six votes, eighty nine percent for. I'm someday. Pretty sure I voted uh, someday as well. So I, spoiler. Um, <laughs> it's it's strange because I think if you are talking about specifically to our team who has been the most valuable player, you know, just looking at the definition of of what that means, I think someday is it. I think he's been he's yeah like he's provided us with more uh, value than anyone else on the team, more consistently a carry threat, more consistently, um, you know, playing to our strengths we we have consistently saved last pick for him yeah like in almost every game he's had last pick which has meant counter pick for an overwhelming majority of his games yeah and and i think the uh that's pretty clear <laughs> yeah like so the team I mean, and you know papa smithy has said he's having his best split since before he was in the lcs right yeah and uh so that's saying a lot and you know, I think we've seen, especially lately, like in our, our most recent form, we've seen really good play from other people on the team. Someday has been consistently really good throughout the entire split. So for me, I look at that. Yeah, you can find the odd game here or there where he falls flat, you know, or it doesn't have the same level of impact on the game. Um, but I do think that he's been our, you know, just player by player. He's been the most important and valuable player for us. Yeah. Well, so th- that was my thoughts too. Now, um, I actually, so I ran that poll and I tweeted at Jat and Raz to see if I could get them to weigh in more on, on this. Um, and one of the, one of, at the end of the chain, I was like, you know, if the answer is just that we're stupid as Hunter TV fans, I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> and Jat just liked that tweet. He didn't like anything else. He just liked that. So I'm like, I guess that's Jat's answer yeah, is that we're just go. dumb. <laughs> But good guy Raz came in and Raz actually like recorded a video mm-hmm. explaining more of his thoughts. So I wanted to run that video and then react to that um, as we wrap up this conversation. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it on stream, Jordan. I'll or you kind of remember yeah. what he's saying, yeah. but all right. So let's run this here. All right. Let's see, hope that I can get more out in this video than I can in 200 and something characters. And as a re- you know, obvious reminder, this is my take and no one else's. There may be similarities um but this is just my opinion when it comes to the mvp discussion is that you have to be the best in your position to be in consideration of an mvp so for instance right now for someday someday has had an incredible split uh, especially in comparison to his last year's uh, uh you know performance is he right now the best top laner in this league no it's it's someday i mean it's <laughs> summit um and you can make the case second and third being contested by Impact, Whippo, and of course Someday, as you had mentioned. And if they and if Someday has a monumental uh, final week, then I would put him as a solid second. Right? You can make that case because it's also a pretty strong, uh, hard strength of schedule for Hundred Thieves next week. But because of the full body of work from week one to week eight for um, Summit, even with the mistakes that he has made hey, no one's perfect, I would still have him as the best. And the person that I would say, if anybody can contest for MVP this split, 
would be someone who's excelling in another position. So that's why we mentioned Blabber. Uh, Santorin comes to that conversation. Uh, Closer who comes to that conversation because if it wasn't for him, they would not be third. Um, He has been the most consistent force throughout uh, all of this split. When Botlane hasn't been uh, performing, when Abadaga hasn't been performing, um, and then when Someday has had his performance on Scion versus, I think that was Golden Guardians and uh, the Renekton game, I think, versus IMT. Closer is still the one who's been killing it. Um, so, and then, you know, if you were having a conversation about which AD carries, then you can also talk about, um, you know, Berserker or Hansama. But at the end of the day, it would be a travesty for somebody who is not first All-Pro or, you know, should be in that uh, first All-Pro to then win the MVP. So I mentioned him in passing simply because it is a possibility for him to get votes if he has, like, a straight fire weekend. Uh, but this is where it stands. So a couple, couple of quick things to add on to this. He, he, he talks about mentioning him in passing. It was kind of weird to me because the whole thing that they were doing was, like, theory crafting a way for summit to to lose the mvp mm-hmm. and the um the scenario they brought up was 100t plays c9 this weekend mm. say summit has a bad game and closer has a great game <clears throat> then say we meet again for tiebreaker to determine playoff positioning and the same exact thing happens maybe then summit has lost out on mvp and closer has earned it <clears throat> that was the scenario they put forward. And I think if in my in my head, if Summit's losing bad, it's because of someday. Yeah. So someday <laughs> outplays him twice in a row, right? Right. right? I mean, maybe we like hyper camp him or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. But but even if that's not the case, ju- just substitute someday into that position. Someday pops off yeah. and goes nuts. Then they meet again and someday again pops off and goes nuts. <laughs> to me, it's like, I don't, I don't buy that part of the argument. It does seem like the, I think his main point, like he said a lot and, and also like, I love Raz and I'm, I'm really grateful he did this because mm-hmm. it provides a lot of like, okay, now I know, you know, where yeah. he's coming from. A lot of people view MVP as like best player on best team kind of award. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that's kind of philosophical, and that's you know that's an approach to take it. And he's going even further by saying that you have to be the best at your role to get MVP. And I am not sure I agree with that. I would say ninety percent of the time, maybe more, that would happen to be true for me, right? Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a scenario in my mind where it's like you know you do have someone who's maybe not the absolute best in their role, but they still are like the most important piece. And like, you know, think about like if you have a loaded stack team Mm -hmm. where everybody's dominant, it's like, say you have a team where they have the best player in every position. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, so how, which one of those is the best? Which one of those is the MVP? It's hard to say because everybody is, you know, creating advantages, right? Whatever. But if you have a team like ours where, this split, we have basically been, let's win with someday. <laughs> That's very important. And we're still a high-performing team. We're one game behind Team Liquid, right? Yeah. And could, can, like, I think it's possible that we end up tied for first this weekend. I don't think it'll happen, but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like at least in the realm of possibility. So it's, it's like, 
I get what he's saying about mm-hmm. that, and I don't think it's an invalid way to look at it. Right. That like the best you have to be a best player at your position to win. Yeah. But it is interesting to me that maybe that was kind of like an unspoken understanding between them. Like they did they didn't need to say it on the pod because they both get it and think about it that way. Yeah. I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. So do you have any any other reaction to that? A weird example that comes to mind for me, which is Alfari. Before he came to LCS. So if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a big LEC watcher. I believe he was the best player on the worst team. And you know Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. Alfari, best player on the worst team in LEC before he came to LCS. And I'm Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're outside of our realm here. But just as a as a thought experiment, he I think you could argue, well, he could be in contention for best top laner in the LEC at that time, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. There might be another obvious answer. But just in theory, you're never going to give him the MVP on the worst team, right? If his team finishes 10th of 10 and he is the best top laner, are you going to give him MVP? Probably not, right? right? So it's like, a lot of the time, I think what you find is the best player at the position is on the best team. And so you go with that. But I don't think yeah. those two are necessarily the same. I think it just happens that a lot of the time that ends up being the case because, you know, you get that standout performance, which gives your team really good outcomes. Um, this. Sorry, I, I have a habit of interrupting you. I'm, I apologize for yeah. that. I just I just am calling this out from chat. So Flesh Bear is claiming that someday has 23 less deaths than Summit and only four less kills right now. Hmm. Which is very interesting. Um, I'm wondering, so is, you said that's on Oracle's Elixir. Is that for the whole, like, is that lock-in combined? With, oh no, February 4th. So that's the, that's the split. That's very interesting um, and surprising. <laughs> well, here, here's and the I wish I would have said that to rest. Yeah. Here's the other thing I'll say. Um, I think, I, and I know KDA is not the yeah. end all be all, but it's. I think when it comes to this conversation, like there are some people who troll this. I think the MVP is just decided by like votes from a set of people, right? Journalists, analysts, coaches, etc. Like GMs, you know, they have a list of people who get votes. Um, and we know based on who gets votes for MVP that some of them do just troll this, and that's that's too bad. Um, yeah. And, but I, I think, so I think the, the disagreements oftentimes come from just what, what, how do you define MVP? Is it truly the person who is the most valuable to their team or is it like <gasps> the best player? Right. And I think, you know, like you could make an argument for someday much more easily if you're not just doing it by, well, who's the best player on the best team? And instead you do it by who is actually the most valuable player to their team or across the league. Right. Like those are two yeah. things. You've uh, just seen something. I, what happened? Yeah. Cause I was pulling up Oracle's licks while we were talking. Cause of what flesh bear was saying, um, I want you to take a guess if you can, what do you think someday's KDA is on the split? Oh, geez. Is it like 10? No, no, that, that would truly be outrageous. <laughs> okay. I'll guess again. Realistically, I guess 5.4. Not too far off. It's 5.9. What do you think summits is? 3.8. 2.8. Wow. Summit is fifth in KDA. Uh, so some days at the top with 5.9. Bwipo in second place with a close 3.1. Wow. 
So Sunday is almost three up above the next highest person. Yeah. That is pretty insane. Um, and yeah, I, I know some, I'm looking at some, it's laning stats and his laning stats are like the best. Yeah. Like obviously the best. In fact, laning wise, someday is actually a slightly negative player, um, which is interesting, but I'm telling you, like he is the crux of our team right now. Mm-hmm. And it, so I just, I just can't see putting him above closer as a candidate. That's the only thing I, yeah. I would, I would. And if we finish, I mean, but the KDA is really surprising and wild. I did not know Summit was dying that much. If we, if we finish this split, either tied for first or in first, I think you kind of have to go with someday. I really do. And in no small part, because to get to that point, we would have to go through C9, right? And C9 has the MVP. Like that, for me, that feels, I think that's maybe the biggest point of where I see it differently. I think if we end up at the top of the, the table, which again, I don't think is likely, but if we were to do that, I don't think it would be closer unless he has some kind of crazy, you know, he pops off along the way. Um, yeah. But knowing who we have to get through, like someday's been the guy and he would have to continue to be the guy most likely to get us there. It's interesting too, just a side note, Summit um, has an 8% advantage in damage percentage. Of team. Uh, which is, which is yeah, your damage share mm-hmm. yeah. of the team. So Summit's at 22.7 and Summit's at 30.7. That's pretty interesting too. Um, but yeah, I would not have guessed that that's such a big screaming difference. Um, and I also wouldn't have guessed that Summit is a slightly negative lane, but, but at the same time, you know, we've seen him uh get tough matchups where he is you know even even against immortals he missed the first two waves right he was being zoned off so yep. i don't know camped anyway yep. not to be too long-winded about this but i just i just don't think he's getting enough credit and i'm not gonna stay out here and be like you are trolling if you don't pick some days your mvp no. but i i do still believe that it's not necessary for you to be the absolute best in your position to win mvp Look at Spica. Last split winning it. Yeah. We know he wasn't the best in his position. Um, I just don't think that's necessary. Wait, did he get first team and closer Spica? got second team? Oh, I'm I'm sure he would have, right? If you get MVP. I mean that would be the insta uh, insta check. Right? <laughs> hold on. I'll look this up. You talk for a second. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that for me that feels yeah that, that's a big part. Yeah, of it. he got yeah, he first was first team. team. Yeah, Speak was first team. Yep. Uh, yeah, and remember Jazuke got first team mid lane. That was so weird. Mm. People were really convinced that Jazuke was super good, <laughs> and I just always thought he was just back and forth player. Like sometimes excellent, sometimes really bad. Yeah. You know? Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Let's do some listener takes right. and then predictions. Uh, and we're not, we don't have quite as many of this, this, uh, split or this, uh, week probably cause we did better. You know what I mean? When yeah. we suck, there's a lot of comments. Um, let's see. JC 101. Thank goodness. Of course. Said Abba is back, baby. Also who he, Tom Kench looked good. So we talked about that. Dope. Abba's back. Uh, I do see a lot less criticism going in Abba Daga's direction. Um, I think based off of this weekend, that's largely deserved. His victory game was insane. I think the TF game, the thing with him on TF is it's not, it doesn't always like look good in terms of fighting, mm-hmm. yeah. but 
Not goodness. Yeah. He's he moves around the map and he's a little slippery and he did might steal spellbooks might steal uh elder away he also basically saved the game so <laughs> he had a crazy sidestep on a, a nautilus hook you remember that mm, i don't remember that he actually. went chasing a nautilus in a bush out of vision i'm pretty sure and sidestepped the hook that came out of the bush. so he like felt it <laughs> yeah he nice. uh <laughs> force sensed it then um oh my josh five <laughs> Which, not to be confused with Oh My Josh 8, who was in Twitch chat earlier, thank goodness we got the real Oh My Josh 5 back. Agreed. Said, it is really strange that Someday doesn't get that much recognition for how well he's doing this split. Other than the Scion game, which we still won, he has consistently performed well even in our losses. Wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get voted at all, at all in the All-Pro team. If he doesn't get, like, third team All-Pro, oh, we are really messing around. That would be a like if you, it, it, I think it's going to be Summit Bwipo Someday, and if it's not... If he doesn't get any one of those, like, oh, that'll be trolling for sure. Impact over someday for third team? You got to be crazy. That's wild. Um, Likariche. More someday. Likariche. More more someday from uh, Nate, a.k.a. Paper ID, a.k.a. Nate's Steakhouse. (laughs) My take is that it seems someday, seeing that his position is being fought for, has given him a second wind for carrying the team and performing well. His average gold as of now is 14,400 when in spring last year was 13,1 and dipping to 12,4 in the in summer. So saying like total gold earned per game is more. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the most reliable stat because I mean you, are, you take it across a whole split so it does kind of average out but game times are just so different. Yeah. I wouldn't rely on that really to, to uh, prove a point. Um, You'd want to look but there's plenty others to, to make that. Yeah. And I, and I think like there's plenty of other things to prove the point mm-hmm. with. Uh, his kills have been the second highest at 3.1 average. His highest average was four, and that was in spring 2020. With Tenacity being a very hype player and being talked about from the fans of what's going on, maybe he could have pushed him to show that, hey, I still got it in me. Don't worry. Entirely possible. And I do wonder, I do wonder what's possible there. And that It's like someday doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be riled by you know, competition for his spot. I, I just, it just doesn't seem like very someday-ish to me. But at the same time, what else explains like how he's found his form so surely? So maybe it is. Yeah, could be. Maybe he's just grinding and focused. Um, one more on someday, who's by Nick Moore, who said, "Do you play Tenacity for any of the games this final weekend?" No, never. That's a nope. a zero of three for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see about summer. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, honestly, uh, months- why? Like, I I think like what they've told us right is that like he's in such good form they yeah. don't want to mess with that. Yeah, and I think that's right. You want this guy continuing to cook as he goes into playoffs, so I wouldn't do it either. Um, Mont says no matter what happens this entire year, so not just split, but this entire year, I want this team to stay together, which I believe means re-signing someday. Mm-hmm. I think someday should remain until Sniper is ready for LCS. Ooh, okay, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um. We'll see how summer goes. Mm-hmm. I definitely want this exact team for summer. If he's playing like uh, this, man, it, yeah, this is the, t- the, you know, he has earned his spot. Yeah. Um, I believe G-Man's talking about his military service. I know that this has been hotly debated back and forth. Mm-hmm. I believe that because he's got his green card, he can potentially be exempted from it. I don't think it's guaranteed to be exempted from it, but I believe he can potentially be exempted. 
So I don't think it's 100% necessary or a given that he's going to do his military service. Um, someone can probably dig up a more firm answer, though. I might be wrong. Uh, final take of the night from Real Connection, bringing back a previous take, said, uh, so my theory has been proven right. The COD team has had a downward spiral, and the LCS team has regained the championship <laughs> war. If you remember, Real Connection said only one 100T team can be cooking at a time. We got reverse swept at COD. Ouch. Maybe there's something to it. Ouch. Maybe there's something to it. Hey, real quick. I uh, just looked this up on ILW.com. Immigration website, something. Exemption. Industrial light and... Wagic. <laughs> Wagic. Uh, exemption George from military Lucas. duty is granted under the following conditions. One, the subject person and his immediate family obtain green card or permanent resident status of another country, i.e. United States. Okay, so, so potentially. So we'll see. Um, all right. Let's move on to predictions. Jordan, it's super weak. <laughs> Doman's here. That my George Lucas thing was a was definitely a Doman lurk check, and it <laughs> turns out it worked. Uh, moving on to predictions, it is super weak, which means three games this weekend. <laughs> uh, Friday we take on the mighty, the suddenly mighty TSM. They two owed this past week with a convincing win over C9, and a uh, I didn't see the Immortals game. <laughs> So I can't I can't speak on it. Uh, they're still they're tied for ninth. They're they're not in sole tenth place anymore. Yeah, tied for ninth at four and eleven. Jordan, do we beat team solo mid? You ban Rumble, easy dub. I think that that's in the bag. Uh, they won. They I didn't watch it in the Immortals game either. Uh, I saw a little bit more of the Cloud Nine game. I saw Huni on Rumble doing some things. I I'm not worried about Hooney. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting so, for it. We know if he's Jordan their win stands. condition, <laughs> if he's their win condition, we have the answer to Hooney in the top lane. It's his name is Someday. I think we're oh fine. my gosh. I hope this isn't the week where your fate is reversed. <laughs> I just don't get it, Cole. How is he so good? That's what I'd be saying if he, uh, if he did it to us. So. I agree. We're going to beat DSM. Um, I think we're finding, I think we're just, we're starting to find our form. I don't think we're going to be flawless. I don't think we're not going to make mistakes, but um, I think we are legitimately third place. Yeah. Um, Saturday, we take on first place C9. So they actually, as we mentioned, they lost TSM. Uh, They won against 100T Junior in CLG. Um, They're 12 and three. Do we make that 12 and four or at that point, 13 and four? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we're, I think we're playing better for sure. I don't think we're playing best. And, uh, I think we need to be tip top form to beat C9. I think it's, it certainly feels more possible. Uh, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet on it. I'm gonna say we lose to C9. So I know because I just went into this staunch defense and justification of someday versus summit that we're going to lose there because summit is going to pop off. Cause yeah. that's how the universe works. Yeah, it's going yeah. to punish my take. <laughs> uh, so we're definitely going to lose. And furthermore, we'll get punished by fudge popping off in <laughs> against Abadaga. I just know that's a loss Ugh. and I'm going to be fine with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yep. Uh, so that's a loss. And then Sunday versus Dignitas tied for fifth place playoffs in reach mm. um, seven and eight. 
but last week they were 0-2 against EG and Golden Guardians. What are your thoughts? I think it's a dub. Um, I think we got a... This is the, this is the moment. This is the, the game pre-playoffs. We got to end on a high note. I think we can... Again, I think you know we're at the point where we have... Just like Immortals, even if we get popped, I think we can still play these games. Um, I think that's a, that's a dub for us. Yeah, I'm going to go in the dub category as well. We lost to Dignitas the last time we played him. I think we're mad. Yeah. I don't think we're going to let that happen again. Uh, so I think that is a win. I think Dignitas is slipping right now anyway, so mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident. In the two and one weekend, I think we're going to end up in that uh, third place spot for sure. And we'll be just fine for playoffs. Very happy you know? with that. Very happy with that. Just fine. As it long feels as we're earned. Forward, just fine. It feels earned. Like I don't feel yeah. like we're limping our way into this position. I think if we if we go two and one, end up in third. I think that's a, a pretty representative uh, illustration of what we can do. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Two one this weekend. We've been united. We're going to be rolling in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot. What? Um, maybe you've been picking less with your heart this split. <laughs> it's possible. Huh? Or maybe you've been picking more with your heart. I have picked with my heart before. Or maybe <laughs> we've just been a little worse. Never split. again. I don't know. We, we've won five in a row now, yeah. right? Yeah. Feels good. So Feels good. We, won, we lost three in a row. So if you, if you, you know, get rid of that three-game losing streak, just strike it from the record, which is kind of a ridiculous thing, but we've won eight out of nine otherwise. <laughs> right? Yeah, barring our colossal eight of our slide. Last <laughs> but it's like, look, everybody has a bad stretch. Yeah. And do you know what? Two of those games, C9 and Team Liquid. Hmm. It's not that bad. No. It's really not that bad. No, we got kind of lucky a couple times, but everybody gets kind of lucky. That's right. Anything else for this week? We've said it all. Special shout out to the Flight Check crew. I did want to bring this up. Yeah. Flight Check, the FlyQuest version of who we are. Um, they hit their one year anniversary, podversary, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's no small thing. So being on this side of it, I can tell you it's extremely difficult to try and do something like this in the league space where no one cares about you <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> And those dudes are good guys and they've hung in it and they've done cool content. They've done different stuff. Um, they're consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't slack. They're just really solid and I'm happy to have them in the space. And I really wish that we had, you know, more people doing similar things like this for all of the teams. So we're very welcome um, to have them. And I wish them a nice, happy birthday and a happy secure your playoffs this weekend yes lock it up get it in there we <laughs> yeah. uh we want you to have more shows to do that's the goal um uh, and then the other thing is shout out to Millatime for sponsoring beanie weenie night on rec league this past week which was one of the weirdest rec leagues we've ever done probably the weirdest we've <laughs> yeah. ever done but a, good, a very good time and thanks to everyone for playing in it yeah. yeah it was it was really fun so all right, uh, we'll do Rec League again this week. That's the plan. That's the plan. Um, back to League, and then we'll have Super Week. 
Maybe I'll even try and mess around and watch games live this weekend. What? That'd be crazy. If not, maybe I'll do another VOD squad. Who knows? We'll see. We'll Who find knows? out. Wait and we'll yeah. find out. Don't want to get too crazy here. <laughs> uh, but that is all for tonight. So we will say thank you guys for listening. And as always, we love you and we miss you already. Take care. Wow.